Do you love Philly sports? Hell yeah. Do ya? I do, I do, I do, I do. Ooh. Well, you're in the right place. It's the Broad and Patterson Sports Podcast with your hosts, Mark Giannone and Harry McMillan. And it starts now. And this is the Broad and Patterson Sports NBA Draft Special. But um, we're from Philadelphia, so we'll call it the Sixers Draft Special. I'm Mark Giannone, joined finally from uh, back from his gentleman's retreat, <laughs> Harry McMillan. It's been a while, I had to go MIA, but I'm ready to get back, rocking and rolling. You were out on some Brokeback Mountain type shit, from what I understand. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> um, well, I don't know if you heard when you were out in the woods, but the Sixers <laughs> made a pretty... Uh, Pretty substantial move this past weekend. Are you uh are you aware? Yeah, are you up to date and aware on, on, on such a move? I am aware that we traded for the number one pick. Yeah. I mean, unless people out there have had their heads up their ass or live under a rock the past couple of days, the 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 Sixers obviously trade for the number one overall pick in this year's draft. Um <clears throat> Breakdown of the draft is pretty favorable for the Sixers, I think. Uh, the Sixers get first overall, obviously, in 2017. They send to the Celtics the third overall pick this year. Uh, the 2018 L.A. pick, that's if the pick is between uh, 2 and 5, or the 2019 Sacramento pick, um, and that's if... Actually, it's... It's the Sacramento pick or the Sixers pick, whichever's higher and not first overall. Yeah, um, the Sixers organization should be doing like a life sentence right now because we robbed the Boston Celtics. I'm not gonna lie. You think so? Huh? I believe so. That's they, it's a favorable trade for the Sixers. They say Danny Ainge doesn't lose. Uh, he doesn't lose. The hell trades. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you think he lost this one? Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's go over <laughs> the timeline real quick. Um, I mean, it, it it all started Friday, and I w- I just happened to pick up my my phone, head on Twitter, you know, like like a minute before the news broke, and um, so yeah, Friday around five p.m., Mark Stein reports he tweets out serious talks between Sixers and Boston for number one pick. Uh, about an hour later, reports that Fultz's visit to Boston was canceled and he was being rerouted to Philly. Um, and then between like six and the end of the night, there was all different reports on different trades. You know what, you know what the terms were. It was you know cloudy at best what was going on. But you know you saw you know the Sixers sending both L.A. and Sacramento unprotected. There were players mentioned in there. You know it was, it was a whole just shitstorm of. Of bullshit. Uh, Saturday, two around two p.m., two in the afternoon, Embiid uh, put on Instagram a picture of him and Dario in front of uh, uh, Markel Fultz's locker in the Sixers practice facility. Three o'clock, Fultz arrived at the Camden practice facility for his workout, wearing a black Sixers hat. <laughs> Uh, he spoke to the media around 8, and then Sunday around 11.45, the terms of the deal were announced. Today at 1.30, Celtics tweeted out um, that the trade was official. 2.30, Brian Colangelo spoke to the media. You got uh, that timeline down to a T, don't you? I do. <laughs> I was, I've been all over it all weekend because it's literally the most exciting thing that's happened in probably a couple of years. Uh, probably since... The Wentz trade, when the when the uh, Eagles traded up to get Wentz. This is probably the most exciting thing that's happened since then. Absolutely. I was blowing everybody up. Yeah. That was what? So we're what, a year ago? Oh, yeah. all right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's sad that we have just two exciting <laughs> moments to talk about in the course of a year. So I ask you, sir, um, well, I guess you already said it, but I'd like you to elaborate. Your thought... Your thoughts, you look at the deal, what the Sixers gave up or what they're getting back, and you obviously say it's a win. Well, when it was first reported when they were saying we were giving, uh, giving up the Lakers pick and the Kings pick, I was still excited. I still thought you know, we won that trade because our team's complete now. Now the yeah. process is over. But then rumors were going around saying we're only giving up one. That just makes it a hell of a lot better. I got into an argument with Ethan, um, our buddy Ethan, because 
when it was ju- when it was announced, I was with them on Saturday when it was announced that it was going to be both Sacramento and LA, and we were just getting first overall. I was still okay with it. I still thought the Sixers won because, I mean, I you know who the hell felt like waiting around another two years to, for those picks to, you know, have to be made. Yep. And, you know, I got to apologize, I guess, to Ethan because I was wrong. Because I guess in the grand scheme, that was a bad trade. I think the Sixers made out well. Um, the fact that they got Boston would agree, Boston to agree to all these protections on these picks. Chances are the picks going to come out next year. They're just going to get LA's pick. You know, barring a mere, I mean, I don't know. I doubt it's, it. It's, it. It's a small window, really, to get LA's pick. But you know, who knows? It, uh, it it really all depends on. I guess it really depends what LA does in the draft and who they take. Well, you got to think of it like this for LA because I honestly think we're going to get their pick and they're going to end up with Sacramento's. Yeah, they have their team too, just like the Sixers. Yeah. I mean, they're and if they get Paul George in two years, well, that's that's down the line. But say they get uh, Ball. Their team's set too, just like us. I don't think they'd be top five. I don't. I don't think six. the talent is. It's better than top six. I think we get their pick. It might be top ten, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. <sighs> if they get top five, the Lakers besides the number one pick, they their drafting is horrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's horrible. I would agree, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's most likely. I think it's going to come out for them. Next, I, I I do. I think it's going to come out for them next year. Sacra- I think they're going to get LA's pick. Um, I think I think I don't know. Maybe they'll be the fifth, the fifth pick, the uh, the the Lakers. But either way, it doesn't. I mean, if we had to wait around another year of this, like, uh, you know, like watching what the Lakers were going to do. I mean, we're still going to be watching because we still want them to Obviously. fall. I mean. It doesn't really matter. I mean, to you, does it matter which pick that you lose to the to the Celtics? Well, not now because our team's coming together. But it, I would rather want the Kings because the Kings are going to suck. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, to me, the biggest thing in this whole thing and why this pick had this trade had to be made, and I'm glad it did, is because you could finally put this whole process nonsense to sleep. This, yep. you know, this world that we were living in, where we were, you know, watching the Sixers to lose. And when they win, we're just like, ah, like that's cool. But nah, I mean, we really, we needed that loss. I mean, I, it, it was a sick world we were living in, and we were forced to. And I didn't want to go through another year of that because when you think about it, we probably would have. I mean, if we got a Josh Jackson at three, everyone, you know, everyone's calling him, you know, a project, and then every, yep. and then it's well, we're still looking for a shooter. Yep. So then we're waiting. You know, you're still gonna have the people that would say all year that the uh, the Sixers should lose because they could, you know, this, they could possibly get two top five picks or this and that. You know that was going to happen. The hinky ice were going to be saying that. And now we got the guy that we need. Well, yep. not yet, but we're going to have the guy that we need in Fultz, the shooter, the, sc- the pure scorer that we need to complement with Embiid and Simmons and even Dario. And now you don't have to say, like, oh, well, you know, next season this guy's coming out, this guy's coming out, like, look at this free agent. Like, no. Now you have the foundation. The full foundation is going to be laid Thursday night. Yep. The last, br- the last brick, brick, is going to be laid on the foundation of the house, and then you can move everybody. You can bring the framers in to start building it. The foundation's there, and then whether I mean it all depends on what the Sixers want to do, how much money they want to spend this off season. But to me, run it like you know, get a couple of complimentary guys. Don't go breaking the back on anyone else on anyone yet. Don't max anybody yet free agent wise see what you have see what you need because you still have Robert Covington as your starting small forward and I know that that's obviously the only position right now if you look at the starting five that you could upgrade because Covington coming off the bench as your sixth man that's a great choice right there but you want to see what you have before you're going to go maxing out players or anything like that the way I see the process is over you know it starts now there's no more excuses I don't want to hear any of the other BS that's been going on for the last couple of years. And going off of what you say about like maxing players, I wouldn't max anybody this year because you got to think about it. And B's contract's going to be coming up. Simmons, you're going to have to pay these guys. These guys are all going to be all stars, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to have money. I got an argument, not an argument. I had a discussion with my buddy yesterday, and he was saying how, you know, the Sixers need to make a play for Gordon Hayward. They need to put a max player with Embiid. And I'm like, dude, first of all, I feel like a lot of people are forgetting that Ben Simmons is still on this team. 
Yep. I know he has, you know, he didn't play all last year, so I guess some people are forgetting about him, and they just always, you know, say like, oh, you got to get imagine this guy with Embiid, this guy with Embiid, and I'm like, you still have a dynamic player that people were comparing to LeBron on your team. So why don't, yep. like, that's why I say, like, if you max out Gordon Hayward, if that's not the guy you need, then you just kind of wasted that money. I mean, it would you they would probably find a way to get it to work, but wouldn't you rather see the full complement of these young players together before you go out and spend max player money? Yeah, I'm with you on that one. We gotta wait. We gotta wait to see what all these guys bring to before we start spending money. I, I think it's from what I hear, it's a foregone conclusion that Gordon Hayward's going to Boston. I mean, they're trying to get him and and uh, Butler. They're really trying to make a run at this thing because they can. Well, they need to because <laughs> they need to compare with the to compete with the Cavs. I mean, that's the only way to do it. That's yeah. how it is. NBA is nowadays. I know, but they're in a position where they did so well last year that they can't. They they have to make the because they finished in the first seed and got you know beat pretty handily in the conference finals. They have to make these moves to where. They like they have to spend and go and go get go after these big name guys to appease their fan base and to to appease through the general manager Danny Ainge to appease the people that are employing you because if you don't do anything if you just stand pat um, and you you know kind of finish the same place next year then you know then they're in trouble so they're in, they're in, they're not the Sixers are in a great position where they don't have to compete with the Cavs right now nope. they don't have to go out and spend all this money and make all these drastic uh, trades because they have to compete with the Cavs right now. Mm-hmm. They're still two years away from really being able to compete for the Eastern Conference. So that's why, I mean, obviously, I have a question written down, is this the right move for the Sixers? And it obviously is. We Absolutely. You know, we've already hit on that. It's the right move because it, this is the guy. Fultz is the guy that the Sixers have needed all along. Yep. They have three or four, three or four second-round picks. Which four. Is, they got four. Ryan Colangelo said today that they want to get back in to the first round. They have a tight roster at the moment, so at that point it's about a Euro stash, which we've seen Sarich panned out so far, and they had the uh, Furkan Korkmaz come over <laughs> while you were drinking out of a canteen. He was he was actually in the city. Oh, he's here? Yeah. Well, no. I, I don't know if he's still here, but he was for so about a week. I miss a lot. Yeah, I can tell. Um, the thing on him is they're saying he's a really good shooter. He's, you know, he's a great shooter out in Turkey, but they say that they're, they're not sure if there's a weight room out in Turkey. That he, <laughs> um, not much of a gym rat. He, I mean, he's like 18 or 19 years old, but still. A lot of people are clamoring for him to come over because he is such a good shooter, but... The Sixers would have to buy him out of his contract with Turkey, or uh, not Turkey, the country, but who, whatever <laughs> fucking team he plays for in Turkey. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> okay, just had to clarify that. So who knows what the hell is going to happen with him? But they have a tight roster. They have a tight roster as it is. They picked up the option on Covington. Yep. So I think the, the what you're looking at right now with Fultz is pretty much what you're going into the season with. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I mean, as long as, I mean, like I said, the foundation's there, so now you're, we're fine. And we're going and expecting to win games, obviously. So season expectation for the Sixers, as you see it right now, if the starting five, I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you the top six. If the starting five is Embiid at center, Sarich power forward, Covington small forward, um, Fultz at the shooting guard, Simmons point guard and coming off the bench as your sixth man will give uh, Jared Bayless. Is that a playoff team to you? Oh, in the East, absolutely. I, if this, if the Sixers don't make it, I say they the highest they could go probably would be like fifth seed, and that's reaching. I definitely see them being either eighth, seventh, or sixth. But fifth seed they could make, but. It's just because of the East. The East is not a good conference. No, not at all. We've, we've seen that for years now. I'll name the teams. I feel like the only teams that are ahead of the Sixers would be the Cavs, Toronto, Washington. Wait, forget Toronto because they're going to lose Kyle Lowry. So. I don't know, it's, uh, but I still think they have – they still got DeRozan. So That's let's... one. That's one person, though. Okay. I mean, I would like I said, I would say the Cavs, 
Washington and Boston would be the ones that are like top tier above the Sixers heavily. Other than that, I see every other team we could compete with. Did you see the tweet today? Um, I don't know if it was the Bucks Twitter account or the or I think the Bucks Twitter account put it out. Um, the the owner saying something about Philadelphia is worried about the process, but we're just worried about results. Why are they even talking? I, which brings me to somebody replied to it with the um, with the Bucks how they finished since like two thousand two, yeah. and I don't, it has been above sixth place. <laughs> yeah, I don't get why they're talking. They haven't won all. a they haven't won a playoff series since two thousand one. They're just jealous because our team is finally together. I mean, that, the look. Don't get me wrong. The Bucks have a good thing going with them right now. I mean, they have. The Greek freak. They got the Greek freak. They have um, the hell's his name? Rookie of the year guy. He's not gonna win it, but oh, what the hell is his name? <sighs> I still have Jason Kidd as a coach. Brogdon. Yeah, I th- I don't. I guess. Yeah. MC Dub's not with them no more, right? No, I don't even think he's in the league anymore. No, he he got traded. I forget. He's with he, the Bulls. No. Yeah, he's still with the Bulls. Then he's with the Bulls. Yeah. That's a former rookie of the year. And he <laughs> he is the one that even got us the pick. Yep, him and the, the Lakers pick. Yeah, basically. That's yeah. so long ago. So we basically traded him and the third for, not the, yeah the third. Oh, well, it's a uh, swap. First. Yeah. Well, I mean it works. I mean, yeah. screw well, him. The point yeah. is, why if you're if you're the Bucks, why are you, why are you? I mean, I know they have a good thing going. They got the Greek freak. They got Brogdon. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. If Jabari Parker could ever. Be healthy. Have, have some semblance of health. They got a pretty good team, a pretty good foundation. But I mean, I don't think. I, I mean, I, I. The Sixers beat up on them pretty good last year in a couple of games, and that was just with Embiid. Yeah. And now you're coming in, and Sarge was there too, but now you're coming in with Simmons, who I think is the cornerstone, and you're gonna have Fultz as your shooter. If you had to pick, obviously, I think you're going to go with the Sixers as who you would pick as further along in any kind of process and even close to producing results. Yeah, I, like I said, I don't even know why they're talking or tweeting. They just got to stay in their own lane. I agree, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Um, I mean, the only thing, and this is like this is like the uh, the Wentz draft, like we brought up earlier. Like, it's exciting. For the for the sense that you know you're getting like a cornerstone player, but like there's no, um, like there's no unknown. Like there's no like oh like Friday there was like oh who are they going to take? Like there was an excitement, there was an mm-hmm. anticipation, and now it's just kind of like well now we know who we're getting. Yep. So the only anticipation is to just hear the name actually called Brian Colangelo. See, this is like how sports have changed because if this was like five years ago and this move was made. They would have just came out and said, like, yeah, this is the guy we're taking. Colangelo came out in his <laughs> press conference today and said that they're not gonna they're not gonna speak as to who specifically they're gonna take. Come on, everybody knows. That's what I'm saying. Taking. Like when the Sixers got the first overall pick the year AI was drafted, uh Pat Croce came out the day the night of the lottery and said, We're taking Allen Iverson. Yeah. So like I mean, like just no you're not you didn't make this move to trade the pick. I hate when they do that because they think they're like they're acting like they're gonna trade it again. Like no, like everybody knows who we're getting. We're not trading the pick. Just or or like they're or like they're gonna pick somebody else. They just had the guy in the building. He canceled his workout with the Celtics to come work out for you. So like you're not fooling anybody. Well, to me, there's no other guy to pick. Exactly. But if, say if they did pick somebody else, yeah, I'm telling you, you right oh now, the dude's house God. would be burned down. Can you imagine? <laughs> The Hinkyites, the <laughs> pocket-protecting <laughs> loser Hinkyites would that, go out of their damn mind if he traded that pick. Is that what they're that, called? That's what. I, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard several things. I've heard Sons of Sam, Hinkyites, Processors, whatever you want to call I them. I like it, though. The basketball nerds, the analytics nerds. If, if Brian Colangelo traded one of those future picks that – the almighty Sam Hinkie got, <laughs> and he didn't take Markel Fultz. Like, if he goes up there, if Adam Silver goes up there and says with the first pick in the 2017 NBA draft, the Philadelphia 76ers select 
uh, Lonzo Ball. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I honestly think that new multi-million dollar uh, practice facility they built in Camden <laughs> is going to the ground if that happens. There's oh, no that way. <laughs> There's no way. No yeah. way. The only other move that they could possibly, like, even if they traded out, the only trade they can make with that pick is if they're going after Paul George or Jimmy Butler, and that's not going to happen. Nobody even want them. So just come out and say it. Just say, obviously we made this move because we love Markel Fultz and we think he's the guy. Yeah, you're number one. Like, nobody can take anybody you want. No, so just that's say it. it. Like, <laughs> you set the board. You yep. are in control of the entire draft. Yep. The draft starts with you. Uh, you can't, like, it's not like, oh, well, L.A. might leapfrog us and take Fultz if we say we're taking them because <laughs> they really want them. That's not how it works. Like, it what are they going to do? Get in his ear and say, just go uh, go play over in Europe for a year and we'll sign you. Yeah. We'll sign you off one of their, like, just say it. Yeah, Everybody, it's, it's the worst kept secret in basketball right now. Yep. I mean, the fact that you're, one of your star players is tweeting out his nameplate on the locker. They were tweeting out pictures. Did you see the picture of uh, Fultz and B Covington, Covington and yeah. Simmons? Well, like, yeah, everybody knows. Just Markel Fultz actually came out. I forget who I heard this from. He actually wanted, he's been wanting to play for the Sixers. Like That was his number one team. That Remember earlier in the year, he was actually in attendance for one of the games. He was yeah. sitting courtside. Yeah. Said, I definitely trust the process. Yeah. So this guy's been He's been in a Sixers uniform since, like, March, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I seen a tweet earlier. Um, somebody uh, that was close to Fultz was saying that they wanted him to play for the Sixers before the trade even happened. That's what I'm saying. I they mean, this it was is, the best fit. This has been a match made in heaven yep. since, you know, Markel Fultz stepped on, like, you know, as soon as he was being mentioned as a top five player in this draft, it's been the best pick that the Sixers could possibly make. And I was honestly worried. I was worried because I, you know, after the lottery, I'm thinking, okay, well, Fultz is going number one. The Sixers have three. Colangelo needs to do what he has to do to get up to number one. Mm-hmm. He just has to. Oh, they were going to screw the pick up if he didn't get first. I don't know if they were going to screw it up. Screw I mean, I, th- I don't think there was a – they were in a position where they really couldn't screw it up based on everybody you're hearing. Because, you know, unless Josh Jackson – I mean, if Josh, ja- Josh Jackson went to the, the Lakers – and you're stuck with Ball as I three. I would have taken De'Aaron Fox. That's what I wanted all along. Yeah, but he nobody was nobody would have took him at three. So that's the problem. Yeah, I well they were saying he could go four. So like that was kind of a ceiling. So if you you know if you're taking him a pick ahead, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But <laughs> I mean, I it, I didn't want them to stay at three to begin with. If they couldn't have traded up, I wanted them just to trade back and get. Uh, everyone was talking about everybody was well everybody was talking about Sacramento wanted the third pick mm-hmm. so I would have just said yeah alright we'll take 5 and 10 and we'll take Malik Monk at 5 and then we got our shooter and we'll take best player available at 10 yep. if they couldn't but I the whole time I remember watching videos and I know everyone says you can't watch videos on YouTube and say you're watching tape okay well first of all dick <laughs> I don't watch college basketball it doesn't entertain me Okay, so when I hear the top names, I go on YouTube and see who the hell I like. Okay, I don't. I'm not an NBA insider. I don't have access to just hours and hours of unedited game tape. The people like that piss me off. Like, have you ever even watched him play? No, I watched him on YouTube, like most people do. So, well, it was kind of hard to watch Fultz because he was in Washington. So it was like exactly. Twelve o'clock games. Yeah, it's not like if they were if they were out on like they were out on the West Coast, but if they were out on the West Coast and playing good, like they were like UCLA, mm-hmm. they would be on national TV. But they never were because they were a bad team. Yep. I mean, even though they had Markel Fultz, if you had to say like, all right, well we could put UCLA on national TV this week, or we could put Washington. They're going to put UCLA because a they had Lonzo Ball and they just had a better team. Yep. So it's hard to it's hard to pay attention to any team on the West Coast. There's a lot of talent in a lot of sports on the West Coast that you never hear about because when their games are starting, you're asleep. Exactly. But that's beside the point. When I was watching my YouTube game tape on like months ago, middle of the season, I remember watching tape on. Yeah, I'm gonna call it tape. Fuck you. <laughs> I remember watching tape on Josh Jackson, and I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. I remember watching on Alonzo Ball. 
And I knew immediately I did not want Lonzo Ball because of his shot. I yeah, watched I watched garbage. two minutes of tape on Lonzo Ball, and I said, no, I don't like that shot. I don't like. I don't trust it in the NBA. And then I saw Markel Fultz, and I'm, I saw a pure shooter, nice stroke, a guy that was fearless in getting what? <laughs> Nothing. You're immature because I said stroke. <laughs> no. Yeah. Are Continue. you five? Continue <laughs> with your tape. <laughs> Damn right it's tape. But I saw a guy that was fearless in getting to the hoop, and he's a six five. You're gonna. Have, he's a six five shooting guard. He's got like a seven foot wingspan. Exactly. So, I mean, it's been. No matter what, unless the Sixers had a had a had a halfway decent season and they finished with like the eighth pick, like the shit Knicks, um, unless they were so far down that it would have taken like an arm and a leg to trade up to one, they were in the per- other than being at two, they were in the perfect spot to trade up to one. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, Markel Fultz needed to be the pick no matter what, and now he's going to be. And now we're moving forward, and it's exciting. Yep. I remember watching the 2001 playoffs and watching the uh, the the news reports after saying that the Wells at the time it was the first Union Center was actually shaking. That's how loud it was. It's gonna be like I that mean, just, very soon. That's what I'm saying. Just look at January. Look at how much fun the games were to watch then. There was a sellout every game in January. It seemed like, and that was just with Embiid. That was with Simmons wasn't even sitting on the bench. They just had him, I guess, at home or in the press box. They were hiding him. <laughs> and now you're going to have, you're going to have, like, this is it. Yep. You're going to have all all the shit we've been going through for years. When Sam Hickey came in and it said, it's a three-year plan, we're four years later, five years later, we're <laughs> finally getting it together. All the picks. And he's not here to uh, witness it. All the Hollis Thompsons, the Tony Rotens, the Jakar Sampsons, the KJ McDaniels. All of that. <laughs> it's all gone. <laughs> KJ McDaniels. I liked him. I liked KJ McDaniels. His mom ruined it, though. That's how deluded I was. I looked at KJ McDaniels. I'm like, all right, yeah. Because he can dunk. <laughs> yeah, like that could be our shooting guard. <laughs> no, because he was the only exciting thing to watch. Also that, yeah. And he was still coming off the bench. And those were like, that was some of the worst teams in Sixers history. That's how delusional I was. That's how deluded I was in thinking. (laughs) But now you look all these years later. And if you just look at it on paper. And you think about January. And you think about how exciting this city got in 2001. And I remember being, what was it, 2000. 2011, 2012, the year that they played the Bulls in the first round. Oh, when uh, Derrick Rose got hurt. Yeah, and they beat. I was at game four of that series. And I think they won on like a buzzer beater or something, but the place was going insane. And they were an eighth seed. That's how it is. They were an eighth seed, and the best player on their team was Andre Iguodala. I can't even tell you. I think Spencer Hawes was on that team, like, was garbage. (laughs) And now you look at a team that has a good coach, a coach with pedigree. Brett Brown, he's won championships. Yeah, he was an assistant, but he knows how to do it. He's seen it done. Mm-hmm. And you have actual talented, actual, actually talented players. You got a center that can actually shoot the three ball, not Spencer Halls that thinks he can. <laughs> you got a guy that could actually facilitate the way you need him to, like Ben Simmons. You have shooters. About time. You got you got a guy that goes balls to the wall every time out there, and Dario Sarge. He's gonna die for every ball if it's close, and even if it's not, he's gonna dive and bite the guy's ankle on his way on his way to the ball. It's an exciting time. You don't sound excited. I am excited. What do you want me to do? Start crying? Tears of joy? So, uh, it would be nice. <laughs> Some inflection in your voice would be nice. I mean, I know you're tired well, from your mean... you're tired from your retreat, but like, get excited. <laughs> well, third, you don't want to play it? I get to, I get to break my AI jersey out Thursday. Here we- <laughs> we finally got. We finally have good basketball to watch. You'll see this, me there, the home opener. Oh, we're gonna be there. Oh, absolutely. Just wait till Broad and Patterson Sports goes wild on these tailgates on the yep. Eagles, the Sixers, the Flyers. It's gonna be a fun time. Uh, this year's gonna be fun. It's gonna it, finally like the winter is something that we could be excited now for. We need to speed this up. Get summer over with. 
I know. I'm excited. Now. I thought you meant the show. We have to speed the show up. Is because no. where the hell do you have to be? But no. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I, you're right. I mean, I, I hate the summer to begin with. I hate the heat. But yeah, I mean, the Phillies suck, so they're not giving us anything to watch. The next good thing for me is training camp. Exactly. That's the next good thing for everybody. You're not yeah. alone. Well, you know, I didn't know if you wanted to see uh, J.P. Crawford come up. No, he's not <laughs> that, hitting that, well. That ever is they're not, they're not calling anybody up. <laughs> I don't want to – look, don't get me started on the Phillies. I went on a couple rants on the Phillies when you were gone. But, I mean, because for the last couple of years it's been – I mean, we were, we were watching the Sixers to lose – we were watching the Flyers, like just kind of like, all right, like they're they're just limping along every year, like a fringe playoff team. Like it got exciting the last two weeks when they were point chasing, and obviously the Eagles always get you excited. You know, every every off season, you know, we're they make moves. Yeah, every off season they win they win the off season and then they get to the regular season and they just fizzle out and it's just like all right. But I think this year, for the first time since like. The early 2010s, where I don't even know. That's the early 2010s. Yeah, like I think just like 2000, 2010. Yeah, like 2010. <laughs> like the Flyers were in the Cup Finals. Eagles, the Eagles were. Green Bay. Yeah, the lost. Eagles. Yeah. yeah. So and the six, the Sixers were probably just the Sixers were like that eighth, seventh, sixth seed team that we were. You know, they and they kept <laughs> trying to like buy guys like Elton Brand. No, it's uh, it's that time again where we can break our wallets out for playoff tickets. What is what is that? What is? What do you mean? What is that? What is playoffs? All right, now you're being a smart ass. <laughs> but that's the point. Like, no, that, we don't yeah, know what the hell playoffs. The only thing, the only thing that us fans know about playoffs is we're watching other teams in them. All right, well, that's why I said it's about the that time. I saw a stat the other day that they haven't. The Philadelphia has now gone. Oh, I want to. It's like two straight years, which amounts to like ten sports seasons without a winning season. The soul? No, that doesn't count. <laughs> you break with the fuck. <laughs> so this is. I mean, we're finally. I feel like this weight. Like I was watching the. I was watching all this trade coverage, and I'm. I'm locked into the expansion draft in the NHL, and I'm locked into. Is that f- Wednesday? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Damn, I'm locked into all that, and I'm you know the Eagles. I'm not really locked in right now because there's nothing going on. Many camps just got OTAs, just got over with. Yeah, and to, like you know, you know, what I'm tired of what uh, with the mini camp and the OTAs is the the reporters that are just tweeting like fucking play by play. Of like, like uh, oh, pretty impressive pass from Wentz like, to Aguilar. Yeah. Oh yeah, who the hell Elliot, is covering him? El- Elliot Shore Parks. Yeah, like, <laughs> and it's not just him, but it's like a lot of them do. <laughs> and I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, and then there's people that are like buying into it. Like, oh, I hear Aguilar's looking really good. Oh yeah, is he? Is, is he pads. looking good? Like, they're not they're even allowed shorts, to touch each other. Shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, like. The, the 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 fucking cornerback can't even like press up on him or or they like I don't I don't know fucking find him or something but the point is like I don't I don't care what the Eagles are doing right now in OTAs I did see you probably missed his video you gotta find no, it Sean Jeffrey one yeah, oh my god that, that was long. cool because that's something that's like that's showing his like natural ability and yeah. something that he can actually do not just like like oh Nelson Aguilar caught the ball I know this is getting off topic but since I haven't been here in a while. I mean, I'm really excited about Garrett Blunt. That was a good signing. That was a great sign. We'll get into that down the road. Yeah, this is this is about the Sixers. Sixers. Damn it! Uh, the yeah. Sixers finally deserve some praise and accolade. We're not gonna we're not gonna smother it with the Eagles like everybody <laughs> else does. The Eagles the Eagles have like 11 months out of the year where people all they want to talk about is the Eagles. Let's give the Sixers this month. June is their month. This is the Sixers month. <laughs> We're declaring June month of the Sixers. There we go. <laughs> End of the lottery. <laughs> Better be. <Woo! laughs> getting, getting a little hoarse over here. All right. So it's that time of year. Um, obviously draft time. It's not just in the NBA. Obviously the NFL. Everywhere that has a draft, except the MLB, because nobody gives a shit about it. It did pass, actually. I know. 
But okay. I'm saying like you don't hear like buzz about the MLB draft and like no, oh there's it's a lot of, there's a lot of trade rumors like going 700, around. Seven hundred rounds in this thing. Yeah, who the hell cares? It's like it's like the old NFL draft. Like Seth Joyner was like a tenth round pick or some shit yeah. like that. Doesn't matter. Fuck the MLB draft. Um, so a lot of rumors going around today. You know, all I do is listen to the radio sports talk. I'm not gonna plug them because you know who they are. Um, if I yeah, could, we're, we're not sponsored. You're goddamn right, we're not. <laughs> we're sponsored by Philadelphia Sports Nation. Check them out online, phlsportsnation.com. There's a plug for you, buddy. <laughs> you can check out my new podcast, uh, yet to be named Flyers Only Podcast on uh, thehockeywriters.com. Yet to be named. How are they going to check it out? <laughs> well, I'm going to be getting everything together. Draft specials coming this week. I mean, I got a draft on Friday. What? I will be in Boston for the. National Hockey League draft, celebrating also my 25th birthday, birthday. birthday. I thought I was supposed to go to Boston with you. You want to come? I might be a bit sh- Oh, my cousin's wedding. Oh, <laughs> sucks. Does suck. All right, anyway, <coughs> trying to get it back on track here. So while I'm driving around, it was, it was the Bucks Twitter account that tweeted, guys in Philly want to talk about the process. I'd rather talk about the results. Bucks owner Wes Edens, a.k.a. Moron. From Milwaukee. Okay. So, tweeted out by Pro Basketball Draft. That's at Pro B Ball Draft. Um, in case you're wondering about how reputable this person is, Draft as bio, draft expert and TV personality. Use my Lee connections to discuss the NBA, its comings and goings, and the NBA draft. Mostly, I don't know who the hell this is. Um,. Uh, you can check him out, charitonhoops.com, 18,000 followers. But anyway, tweeted out earlier about eight hours ago, hearing if Cavs-Pacers talks go well, 76ers could be included as a third team and possible landing spot for love. If Indiana, 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 yeah. if Indiana prefers picks and prospects, heard before the draft, 76ers wanted to add shooters and a veteran, and a veteran to a young core and we're willing to trade for it. Fultz and Love are that. So my question to you is, and obviously this is a very early report, very early rumor, probably all bullshit, but when you hear Kevin Love and you hear picks being moved from the Sixers to whatever team, I guess, to Indiana, and the Sixers getting Kevin Love from Cleveland, Paul George would obviously move to Cleveland. A, do you want Kevin Love? B, if you would take him, what would you give up for him, picks wise? One, I do want a veteran presence. Two, I don't. I really care less for Kevin Love. I mean, obviously he'll be an asset to our team. And what would I give up for him? Be willing to give up for him? Uh, well, let me let me see. I don't I don't really pick Kevin Love on a pedestal anymore. So I wouldn't even want to give up one of our first. And that's me, what it would have to take. Let me throw this at you. You're probably right about that. Um. He said he's got two years left on his contract, and he's got a, the third as a player option. He's set to make about twenty-two million this next year, and about twenty-four in the second. So, I mean, the Sixers got- obviously have the money. The money's not the issue, but it's about the picks. I mean, if you're saying that you got to give up, see, this is probably I don't I don't know. Like, I mean, this is this isn't a move you could really make. It's a move you would have to make now. And you already have the Lakers and Kings pick tied up in the Celtics trade. So you have to be our personal. Yeah. I mean, if we were to give up anything, like I said, I want a veteran presence, but I would do the 2019 first because by that time I feel like we'd be, like, pretty high up. Like, it would be, like, a pick where it would be, like, not pointless, but it would be, like, pointless at the same time. Yeah. It wouldn't be, like, somebody, like, a top 10 pick or anything like that. I mean, they have four second-round picks. So, you know, if you could say, like, I mean, they, they're all analytical now in sports. They could say, like, what's the probability of, like, they could run the probabilities on what what pick they're going to keep, either L.A. or Sacramento. Yeah. Looking at it, I mean, it's probably, I said earlier it was going to be L.A., but the more I think about it, they're probably going to keep L.A.'s pick, and they're probably exactly. going to get Sacramento's. Yeah. So then he could just say, all right, we'll trade you next year's first, and we'll give you two seconds. Would you do that for Kevin Love? I mean, yeah, because I feel like <laughs> I'd rather 2019, but if it's going to be 2018, I mean, yeah. 
I mean, we had to. Like I said, I don't want Kevin Love, but I mean, he would be an asset to our team. I mean, he's like the veteran presence that you need in the sense that, like, he's not like like Jared Bayless, Gerald Henderson, like they're veteran presences. But Kevin Love is a guy that's been to the finals. He's had playoff success. So, like, if you're saying that the Sixers are going to make the playoffs this year, Kevin Love's his wisdom is, you know, it's unmatched on the Sixers right now. You got to think of it like this too. Like before Kevin Love went to the Cavs, he was the go-to guy. <laughs> he was a twenty-plus. He was a twenty-two scorer. and like thirteen yeah, guy. Rebound everything. Uh, but like with the Cavs, it ran through Kyrie. Yeah, he was a third option. LeBron. Like sometimes he'd be the fourth because when Jay, like in the playoffs, Jarrett Smith started heating up. It's mm-hmm. like, so I mean, yeah, he would definitely be an option. He would, he, and he would fit right in. He would I mean, start. when you think about it too, he's that he's like a stre- he's the stretch four that like would play so well with Embiid. Yeah, no, if we got him, like I said, like we would, he would fit. I just don't know if I want him. <laughs> I don't know if I want him either. I, I I don't know. I've always had like a bad vibe about him. Like Recently I have because yeah. he doesn't do much because he's on the Cavs. When he was with the Timberwolves, he was an all-star. He yeah, I feel like, stud. I, I feel like, like he, he has this like kind of knock about him recently. Like he's very like, I feel like he's very spotty recently, but I feel like that's because He's not as involved with the Cavs as he was, like you're saying, as he was with Minnesota. So he, you know, just thinks like, I don't know if this is actually what he's thinking, but it's almost like you're saying like, these guys are doing just fine without me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was a game in the finals where he went out and he shot like, uh, like one for eight from three. Yeah. And then like, like he has games where he almost disappears. Yep. And I don't know how good that is. You're going to have him on a young team, but. I mean, if it's like a minimal, if, like I said, if it's like, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know if I'd want to give up a first-round pick for Kevin Love. And that's what, the hell, that's what the hell you'd have to give up. Exactly. But like I said, if we get him, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't want him. But if we got him, I wouldn't be mad because it would upgrade our team. All right. Let's just say that. Also reported today, Stephen A. Smith. Pretty sure this is who said this. So if it's not, sue me. Um, Stephen A. Smith reported the Sixers... And I've seen this from multiple reports, so we'll just say that. Multiple reports. Sixers turned down a trade for Jimmy Butler from Chicago, which I believe, I don't think there was many terms disclosed, but as as from what I understand, it would have been Jimmy Butler for number three overall. Obviously, the Sixers have no longer owned that pick. Obviously, they so they won't. said no. Is I mean... This almost goes without saying. I, I mean, maybe it doesn't. I'll get. Would you rather have Fultz or would you rather have Jimmy Butler? <coughs> I'd rather have Fultz because we finally have our young team that can grow together. Jimmy Butler, yes, he's young and all that, but he would come into the team. He would take away from Ben Simmons and Embiid because he would be the go-to guy. Now with Fultz, everything comes together. And also, I was watching. I mean, I didn't watch like really any of the Bulls, but you know when you watch. Obviously, when he was he was speaking out a lot against his team, and then which led to Rondo speaking out against his team. So, like, if a guy like Jimmy Butler comes here and he's like the guy, basically, and you know he's on a team that's like learning and growing in the NBA. I mean, collectively they have like they don't even have like the starting five collectively doesn't even have ten years experience in the league. Starting five doesn't even have time playing together yet. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so if you know if Jimmy Butler came here. If he doesn't get, like, you know, instant success or if there's, like, mistakes being made and stuff like that, like, and he starts speaking out against the team and he starts causing a ruckus in the locker room, I mean, that's that's just bad. Because then you're going to get somebody like like an Embiid that, you know, doesn't really care about what he says, just kind of speaks what he wants. Yep. And now if you have this riff in the locker room because Jimmy Butler's not happy, and then how long are you really going to have Jimmy Butler for? I think he's under contract two years. Yeah. So then what if he doesn't want to stick around? I'm happy the Sixers didn't pull it. Yeah. I mean, they obviously, you can't stress enough that they made the right move yep. in, in this trade. They won the trade. By far. My question to you, sir, is what should I do in Boston this weekend to let Celtics fans know that we won? Uh, the best I got right now is to wear your jersey. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's the only thing you can do right now, unless you get a shirt made up. 
That's what I was thinking, but I'm, I'm not really that clever. I'm not clever enough to, um, you know, come up with a uh, some kind of slogan or something. Like, I'm not a Photoshop person. I, I'm not creative like that. I don't have those abilities. But what you do got, you got a voice. I do have a voice. Opinion. Just don't get in trouble up there. I tend to get in trouble <laughs> sports-related um, <laughs> most of the time when I go to other cities. I got into an argument in Ocean City, Maryland a couple weeks ago. Got into an argument with a female on a bus. She was from Boston. Her fiancé was from Cincinnati. And, of course, I just I said, oh, that sucks. He's from Cincinnati. <laughs> Must be a Bengals fan. <laughs> she was she was Boston trash and went off on me, and called called Cincinnati the Twin City. It's not the Twin Cities is Minneapolis, Minnesota, and St. Paul, Minnesota. So I called her a dumbass. And but basically, this is all this this was all stemmed from me saying that sucks. He's from Cincinnati because he must be a Bengals fan. And sucks from Cincinnati because Ohio is the worst state. No, that's Florida. No, that's Virginia. Ohio's second. Okay. That was f- Florida, Virginia, Delaware. Yes. No, Virginia, Ohio. I've never been to Ohio, so I don't know. Oh, trust me. If you visit, you'll know. <laughs> well, uh, if you take me to Ohio and you get me close enough to Kentucky, we could go there. Go to Cincinnati. It's right near Kentucky. <laughs> All right. Well, Cincinnati sucks. Basically, whenever I go to these other cities, and I'm the guy that I'm the guy that during the Patriots Texans game is in Boston, a Boston bar watching the game, and I stand up on my stool and scream that the Patriots are cheaters. So that's where my head's at. Nice. So everywhere I go, I always make sure I have a hat, a jersey, a t-shirt. So obviously if I'm going to Boston this weekend, a day after the draft, I have to go up there and make a statement. No? Absolutely. If you don't. don't what does that say back. about what does that say about me as a fan? Nothing good. What if you don't make a statement? Yeah. Oh, if you don't make a statement, you're just fair uh, fair weather. All right. No, I wouldn't. I'm nec- taking it that far. I wouldn't necessarily say that. No, I'm taking it that far. <sighs> well, I'm going to reach out to somebody on Twitter right now. Um, As you speak. This person has actually made (coughs) T-shirts for uh, 97.5 The Fanatic, The Midday Show. The best radio show on actual radio. Don't give them that. I mean, who doesn't know them? Until they sponsor us, don't give them that. All right. Well, this guy, uh, Dynamic Player One on Twitter... He's a t-shirt maker. So I'm going to reach out to him. Uh, what should I say? Need some t-shirt. Here we go. This is what people want to hear. Ideas for my weekend <coughs> trip Boston. to Boston. Any ideas? No. Can you help? Question mark. Boom. And boom goes the dynamite. Dynamic player one on Twitter. <sighs> well, that's. I mean, I don't know. Anything else you'd like to say about our about our uh, beloved Seventy Sixers? No, I just want Thursday to get right. here. Hands, everybody. <laughs> Let's have a moment. <coughs> I don't want to have a moment of silence because you're not supposed to have dead air on a. Uh, this isn't a radio uh, show, but on, on an audio show, audio we'll call show. that. So I don't want to have a round of I don't want to have a moment of silence, but let's have a round of applause for uh, former 76ers general manager Sam Hinkie for getting us to this spot. <laughs> and um, let's just have another one for Brian Colangelo who brought it all together. Um, I just want to give this isn't a rant and rave, but I just want to give a, a bit of a message. If, if I can. Let's hear it. Bit of a message to the city of Philadelphia. Let's hear it. Um, whether or not you believed in the process, whether or not you liked the process, if you were um, as against it as someone like Howard Eskin that just had never had anything bad to say about or never had anything good to say about it, or if you were like his son Spike who had 
a banner raised in Sam Hankey's honor during his um his <laughs> draft lottery party. <laughs> One thing that we could all, you know, finally just we could all breathe a sigh of relief that this whole this losing this watching dreadful basketball in such a proud city that 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 has such a rich and proud basketball tradition. I mean, we have two of the greatest players of all time. Three of the greatest players of all time have played in this city: Will Chamberlain, Dr. J, and Allen Iverson. This is a rich basketball city. This is a sports city, and we had to endure a lot of bullshit in the last four years. We've been through a lot collectively as a fan base, and so when Thursday comes. It's as close to a championship as we've gotten in basketball since 2001 when we were actually in the finals. It's as happy as we are as we as we're going to be as Sixers fans since 2001, because when Adam Silver's goes up there and when he announces the pick of Markel Fultz, that's it. That's the nail in the coffin for the process, and we can all finally collectively as a fan base, as a city, as a people, just look ahead to the future of a team that is actually finally set and dedicated to winning games and winning a championship. It's not going to come this year. It may not even come next year. But my 25th birthday is on Friday, and I'm making a a vow. Well, not a vow, but I'm making a statement right now that by the time I'm by the time my 30th birthday rolls around in 5 years I honestly believe that I will have witnessed three sport, three championships in this city. I don't know how I don't know who it's coming from. I don't know. It could all be from one team. But I think I know I have a really good feeling that one is definitely going to be from the Sixers. I really believe one is definitely going to be from the Eagles. I'll cry. So whether there's two or so whether one of those teams are going to win two or the Flyers take the third, I believe in the next five years, especially, that we have so much to look forward to as a city, as a fan base. I believe there's championships on the immediate horizon. And on Thursday, after the pick's made, just sit back, close your eyes, and just dream and imagine what we have coming our way as Philadelphia sports fans. That was touching. That's my message. I was touching. I'm emotional now. As for the social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Flagman, two N's. Harry, go ahead and spell it out. <laughs> Harry McMillan, M C M I L L Z Z. On Twitter. <laughs> and you could, as I say every time. And you can follow the mothership, Philadelphia <laughs> Sports Nation. Follow him on Twitter at PHL Sports Nation. And. Uh, visit the website, phlsportsnation.com. Uh, just strap in for a fun, eventful 2017-2018 Philadelphia 76ers season, and uh, enjoy the draft, everybody. And we will be uh, we'll be back next week for a regular episode. Enjoy. Peace.